Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is part three of our series on how to become a grammar hero. I wasn't sure about using the word hero. It's a bit overblown, isn't it? But the thing is with grammar that it just gets so many people down and it causes people to, to be stuck in these slumps of, you know, of, of studying and, and rules. And it makes people feel that they really are not up to the task of language learning. It causes all kinds of problems. The, we need to feel like heroes if we're going to dominate the grammar that we're trying to learn in another language and come out the other side better for it, more articulate, more accurate, more fluent and all that stuff. So today in part three, we're going to be tackling the final stage of this process, which is actually activating all your knowledge. So you don't just know stuff, but you can actually use that stuff, that grammar, confidently and accurately in conversation. Does that sound good? Okay, sounds good to me. Before we get into this, I would like to thank the wonderful italki. Italki are the sponsors of the show. They've helped countless thousands of people get better at speaking their target language by hooking them up with friendly professional teachers around the world, different countries, different languages, different dialects, different varieties. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, then you can go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Okay, without any further ado, here is part three of how to become a grammar hero. All right, welcome back. This is part three of our deep dive into learning and mastering grammar in a foreign language. So let's quickly recap what we've covered so far. Now, in part one, we talked about this experience of translating in your head and why it is that you end up always relying on English or your mother tongue to actually translate the thoughts into the language you're speaking to get something out. And in part two, we looked at how learning grammar through rules keeps you trapped in this endless logical mess inside your brain, never actually internalizing the grammar that you're trying to learn. The way to internalize that grammar is not to endlessly study rules and memorize conjugations, but to flood your brain with the right kind of material in the language so that you can learn naturally through context and internalize the language that way. Now, telling you not to learn grammar with rules is a little bit like Galileo telling people that the sun doesn't orbit the earth, that the earth, in fact, orbits the sun. Because in many ways, the hardest part of all of this is actually getting to a point where you can accept that it might just true. Take, for example, a study cited by Dr. Stephen Krashen in a Washington Post article from 2012. He talked about a study where they tested two groups of students. In one group, there was a normal, traditional classroom. In the other group, there was a class of students who learned languages just through reading and listening. So you've got a normal, traditional classroom and the reading and listening classroom. Now, the students who learned through reading and listening ended up performing better in tests of oral communication. Now, that's pretty cool, right? But get this. The listening and reading student, that same group, even performed better in grammar tests. Think about that for a second. The best results on grammar tests do not come from the people who study grammar. And I have to admit... When I started on my journey to learn Italian through input alone, with, without any grammar, I also doubted that I was going to get very far. 
As the weeks passed in this Italian project, I noticed, however, that I was learning grammar. It was starting to make sense. But the question was, okay, I'm learning grammar. Was I going to be able to actually use it? How would I activate that grammar I learned so I can use it in the real world? You see, the problem here is that when it comes to speaking with somebody, getting the grammar right, getting the grammar accurate, is not so easy anymore. This was summed up nicely by one reader who told me, "For me, it's not understanding that's holding me back with grammar. It's lack of knowing which situations require what and when." You know, you have to choose the correct prepositional verb form, right? You have to get the case right. You have to stop, and you have to think for too long, right? Or, for example, when you have to choose between similar tenses, you end up mixing them up and confusing yourself even more. Even if you know the rules and you can choose the perfect form, conversations in real life move too quickly. Here's the thing: you have to develop a natural. Feel for grammar, or else you'll never be able to keep up. There's no alternative. I know what it's like. It's an experience that every language learner knows. And you know what? This is actually particularly frustrating for smart people. <laughs> so, what do I mean by that? Smart people. Well, I don't get it. I'm fairly smart. I I did well at school. I'm good at learning things. Why am I so utterly defeated by grammar? Grammar is one of those fascinating things that has the power to defeat otherwise very smart people. You think, well, I understand that grammar logically. I've studied the rules in depth. I can recognize it when I see it, but I fall apart when I'm speaking. Now, if you've been paying attention, you might be able to identify the problem right there. It comes in the sentence, "I understand the grammar logically and have studied the rules in depth." You see, the problem is hiding in plain sight. It's our old friends again: rules and logic. It is the mistake of thinking that step one, you learn the rules; step two, I speak fluently. <laughs> Sorry, doesn't work like that. If your head is stuck in rules and logic, more and more speaking is not going to help you. It'll just confuse you as you get more and more frustrated and panicked about. Getting the rules right in front of someone when you're speaking. Remember that video where you saw me confusing Italian grammar with Spanish? Do you remember that? Well, that was after one month of controlled immersion. Now, think at that point. Can you imagine how many grammar questions were in my head? How many doubts I had about grammar, unknowns. See, one choice for me at that stage would have been to undertake a serious study of all intermediate Italian grammar. That's what, in fact, most people do. But in my mind, there were three very important things that I was thinking. Number one, I know that rules-based study will not get me to the state of fluency that I want. Number two, if I do do that rules-based serious grammar study, how long is it going to take? I would prefer to spend all that time on my controlled immersion. And number three. I want to enjoy myself because if I can learn and internalize grammar while also using an approach that I love, life is too short not to do that. This is the stage that many of you watching this video will be at, whether you've been learning for three months or three years. 
It's the exact same stage I was at after that first month of learning Italian. Now, at that point, I could have spent the whole next month, the whole of month two, learning Italian grammar, and the, and the next year after that too. But I didn't want to take the time away from my controlled immersion. I knew that that was how I was going to internalize the language, how I was going to internalize Italian grammar. So I calmly continued with my controlled immersion, focusing on the top four or five grammar points that I wanted to master. The grammar points that are particularly tricky for Italian. I focus ruthlessly on those. Now, here's what's key. I didn't just read and have fun, although I did have lots of fun. There was a lot going on here in my head that worked to build my understanding of grammar over time. Right? This is really important. First of all, I knew what grammar I wanted to focus on. I was not going to waste time learning every exception to every rule or more advanced concepts that didn't really helped me just communicate and speak. Instead, I focused on the really big areas of Italian grammar that were essential to get right, such as prepositions. Prepositions, again, so it's, a, it's a hard topic, I believe, in any language because they're so different in each language. But I think that the listening that you did kind of gave you kind of a frame to use the prepositions, of course. You know, when I am speaking Italian, the feeling I have above all is to be speaking and say, like, I need to, okay, I know I need to use a preposition, but and there's just a preposition that sounds right. It just sounds, like, the only way I can explain it is it just sounds right, because I've heard it, obviously, hundreds, probably thousands of times. And here's the process for doing this. First of all, make sure you understand what the main grammar points are and why they are used. Okay, a basic understanding of this grammar. And you can do this with a quick lookup of the rules in a grammar book, just to kind of put it on, on the map, mentally speaking. Number two, as you are reading and listening to the language, notice when that grammar crops up in the, in the content. Three, ask yourself why that grammar is being used at that point, in that sentence, and not a different grammar point. How does it change the meaning of that sentence in the story when that particular grammar point or that case or that whatever is used. Then try to directly compare different, similar or confusing grammar points, such as the, in, if you're learning Spanish or French, the, the different past tenses, for example, so that you can learn how to use them in different situations. You can directly compare them. And then when you get stuck, Go and search out specific exercises to solve your specific grammar problems. For example, in Italian, I got a bit confused between the verb endings in a couple of different tenses. So I went and I looked up exercise exercises to clear that up for me. And I also had my teacher drill me a little with some targeted grammar exercises. You see, there's a lot going on. But do you see how natural that is? And do you see how at every turn, every little thing you notice or that you learn all comes from this rich context that you, you're, you're giving yourself. So that if you do this every single day and you keep it up, it's almost impossible not to internalize the grammar and develop this deep natural understanding of how grammar works. So that when it does come time for you to speak, you really don't have to think all that much about the grammar because all of the decisions are already made for you. Can you see the power of this approach to learning grammar? 
Now, obviously, this doesn't happen overnight, and it may be difficult for someone who's used to traditional study to stomach this way of approaching grammar. But this is how you're going to create this new reality. This is how to get yourself to the point where grammar just sounds right and you know instinctively what grammar point, what tenses to choose and when. Will there be bumps along the road? Yes. Will everything always make sense to you? No. Will you have to fight the temptation to to run back to the safety and security of your textbook with all its familiar rules and explanations? Yes, but you will resist. However, will you have fun? Oh, yes. Will you take the pressure off yourself with all this grammar study? Yes. Will you start to internalize grammar that before you thought was impossible? You will. Will you start to speak more articulately, more intelligently in conversations? Absolutely. Will you start to feel like a hero? Trust me, you will, because this is the process that leads you to become a natural. So, it's time to start to recap everything we've covered in this series and draw it all together. In video one, we saw how traditional grammar study keeps us from reaching the point where we can stop translating in our heads. Because it makes us dependent on rules and doesn't take us anywhere near where we need to be in order to start to think in the language. In video two, we saw how you don't need to learn every rule. Every language has a small number of key grammar points that you need most of the time. And you should focus on those ones first. And the way to focus on those grammar points, the way to learn and internalize that difficult grammar, it's not through rules. Out in the real world, learning and memorizing rules does not lead to speaking fluently. Instead, you put all of your focus into seeing this grammar in context. But not just any context. Literally flood your brain with a tsunami of rich context. This controlled immersion using story-based material at your level so that you can see the grammar in action. Also, don't forget the audio. Grammar becomes much more memorable with text and audio, so you can listen as well as read. And then finally, we saw how you can activate that grammar and you can make fast, natural grammar choices when speaking. So during this controlled immersion, you're going to actively look for and notice the grammar as it crops up naturally in your stories. Ask yourself, why that grammar point? Why that case? Why that preposition? You compare that grammar to other grammar points. And then you continue to read and listen to your stories every day. Every day you continue the process. Also, if you have a good te- if you're lucky enough to have a great teacher to help explain why some of that grammar has been used, and also perhaps to help you with some targeted practice as well, that can also help. But the main thing that happens here is that you gradually begin to get used to the grammar that you're focusing on. You no longer have to translate in your head. The grammar just starts to sound right. But if, and only if, you can stick to the process, you keep up the controlled immersion, and you resist the temptation that everybody will feel to return to the safety and the security of those rules. Well, if you can do that, if you can trust in the process and trust in the power of your brain to learn, then learn you will. Finally, 
I've shown you how if you can summon that focus and that stick to itiveness that you need, this transformation can happen very, very quickly indeed. And you can enjoy a new feeling of fun and empowerment in your learning that can set you free on the path to fluency. So however long you've been struggling or even tearing your hair out with grammar, the end is in sight. I hope you have enjoyed this series. It is probably most likely not what you were expecting. Uh, it wasn't what I was expecting earlier either, <laughs> before before I discovered how language learning, language acquisition really works. Who would have thought that the sun does not go around the earth? Well, you can imagine that once you accept that it's the other way around, that the earth orbits the sun, this begins a chain reaction of opening your eyes to everything else that might be going on in your universe. Now, as you may know, when I discover a solution to a problem in language learning, especially such a powerful solution to such a big problem like grammar, I like to do my very best to help others solve it. And with grammar, this is no exception. Indeed, I've created an opportunity that I suspect is really rather innovative and dangerously effective. Look out for a message about that very, very soon. For now, it's comment time. We've covered a lot of stuff in this series, and I'd like to know your biggest takeaway. What have you learned or realized about yourself when it comes to grammar or anything else that has triggered in your brain? What will you do differently from now on? Leave me a comment below, and we'll talk very soon. Okay. It's Ollie here back on the podcast, just coming in to tie this all together. It's, you know, this, this whole series has been extremely useful for me when, you know, when I was preparing everything that, that you've, we've covered over the last few episodes. It's been very useful for me to, you know, to go back over my history with grammar, to, to think about how I've managed to learn grammar in different languages, to tie it all together. Uh, you know, they always say that the, the way that you get very good at something the only way that you can master anything is by teaching it, you know, so that's, uh, I've certainly noticed in this series that's been very, very helpful for me just to organize my thoughts. And so, yeah, I hope you have benefited from it in some way as well. You'll notice that in these various uh, videos, because they were originally videos, uh, I have asked you to leave comments beneath the videos. But of course, if you're listening to this as a podcast, there ain't no videos. So uh, you can do a couple of things. Uh, but that's probably only one thing that's most useful, which is to go to the show notes for this page and to leave me a comment on the show notes, because I'll go in and I'll read those. And that's what I'd like to hear from you. So the the URL to go to the show notes for this episode is I will teach you a language dot com forward slash episode two eight seven. OK, I will teach you a language dot com forward slash two eight seven. Please do go. And leave me a comment. Let me know what you've taken away from this series, how you will start to do things differently from now on or not. If you think it was all a giant waste of time, feel free to tell me that too, because I like to hear all different perspectives. In the next episode, I will be sharing with you all the exciting news about Grammar Hero, which is a new course that I put together. That is, well, you'll hear all about it in the next episode, but all I'll say at this stage is that it is a program that I've been working on for the best part of this year, along with everything else that's been going on. But um, I'm extremely excited about it because what it does is it takes 
all of the, all of the, think of it this way. Imagine years and years and years of immersion in another language, getting used to learning, mastering the grammar. You have to piece things together from lots of different sources, a book here, a podcast here, a textbook here. What I've done is I've condensed it. I've condensed all those years of learning grammar into one ecosystem. And that ecosystem is Grammar Hero. It's specific to different languages. We're introducing some new languages for the first time. Russian, Brazilian Portuguese for all of those who've been hounding me for years for Brazilian Portuguese. So I won't say anything more about it uh, at this point, only that you should look out for news of this in the next episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in a couple of days.